Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I'm talking with Scott Thompson, the Richmond Councillor for Ward 2. I have talked with him once before on this podcast a few months ago after he got into office to see how things were going. Today, we're going to talk about signed bylaw amendments, particularly the bylaws affecting election signs and realtor open house signs. Welcome, Scott. Hello there, Marge. I am very glad we found the time to do this uh, second podcast for you. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. You, know, you and I have been talking about signs for years now, well before you became a counselor. Now you are a counselor, you can make some of those changes we talked about. Can you give us some of the details of this motion or what, what's happening with this uh, changes to the sign box? So first off, um, this is all occurring as part of a comprehensive bylaw review that, that's ongoing. And uh, as you know, there are multiple signed bylaws that are out there that uh, cover pretty much everything from, you know, soup to nuts. And uh, uh, earlier this year, uh, the election sign bylaw was one of the ones that was brought forward first for council to uh, provide their comments to and uh, and move forward uh, with. Um, also, highway signs were also included at that same time. Uh, but with the election signs, um, we have actually come through with uh, making changes to the election signs. And it was good to do that now versus waiting until, you know, the 11th hour before the next election, because it also gives us an opportunity to recognize whether we got it right or not. We can still kind of review it. There will be other elections that will occur before the next municipal election. So um, it, it'll give us some sort of indication as to where we're actually at. So it was good to do that. And um there's uh, some fairly significant changes that were actually made to, to, to the election signed bylaw. The, the, big, the biggest change is that uh, in the municipality of Richmond Hill, uh, we will no longer be allowed to put election signs up on public uh, properties, such as the boulevards, uh, you know, and uh, our roadways within the road network. Um, it'll only be allowed, you'll only be allowed to put election signs up on private properties. So that would, you know, include residential private properties, but also businesses as well. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's a huge change. Uh, there's another municipality, Brampton, that went the exact opposite. <laughs> For whatever reason, they, they said, no, we don't want it on any private, it should only be on public you know, and that's it. <laughs> you know, um, I was a little surprised by the direction they went, but that's uh, that's what they decided to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a that's a huge change for Richmond Hill. 
to uh, to to go the private property only. Right. Um, there are a number of different restrictions that will actually go with that as well. And some of those restrictions are the number uh, of signs. So just because you're allowed to put them on your private property, it doesn't mean that you can, you know, put a hundred on your on your property. So there will be the sh- the restrictions of uh, one sign per candidate on uh, on your property. So you know, if if you wanted to show your support for <clears throat> who you're voting for for mayor as well as who you're voting for for your your local councillor or your local trustee yes you could put one sign per candidate up on your your property and then there's certain size restrictions of of the signs as well um and you know but pretty much everything else is kind of staying the same uh, in, in terms of the, the restrictions, but I think that capsulizes most of the changes. Okay. So I, I believe there will be fewer signs in total, just because you can, you mentioned boulevards and roadways, but also you can't put them in front of community centers, arenas, lots and lots and along the boulevard and in front of the, the local park. So those ones are not allowed, correct? That is correct. And, and they weren't allowed uh, under the previous bylaw either. But oh. unfortunately, there seems to be a bit of a, a Wild West uh, mentality going on in Richmond Hill. I think I've mentioned to you before how on Election Day, I decided to go for a, a, a drive because you're not allowed to campaign anymore. And when we got to you know, our neighbors to the north, Aurora, Newmarket, we were shocked. We were, we're like, Wow, the, they're adhering to the sign bylaws here, mm-hmm. and uh, so for some reason Richmond Hill um, wasn't. Well, I shouldn't say for some reason. I I know the reason, and, and that is that our bylaws <clears throat> predominantly are complaint uh, complaint based only. So uh, and, and basically, if nobody complains about a violation, then in essence. A violation doesn't exist. So even if you were a bylaw officer and you're driving around, you're going, hey, that person's got too many signs up. If nobody's complained, then basically, as the bylaw officer, you're not going to proceed and and do something because you need you need a complaint to be associated with it. Okay, I've got two questions here. So one, how does one make a complaint? Is there do you? phone Access Richmond Hill? Do you phone your counselor? Do you phone the bylaw officer or send them an email? Like, what can you, like, how do you reach out? All of the above would be perfect, Marge. Okay. Um, but uh, I would, I would certainly suggest that the start, a good starting point will always be Access Richmond Hill. I, I have to put that plug in for them. They just celebrated their 15th anniversary. Um, but uh, certainly your local counselor, absolutely. And if you are aware on how to connect directly with uh, with bylaw, by all means, you could do that as well. Okay, well, thank you for that. Second thing I wanted to clarify, which I think I confused a lot of people, are are roads. Like you can put, you can't put them on major, like all these roads, but only municipal roads, not the regional roads. And there are. I counted them, nine regional roads. So you've got the four north-south ones, Bathurst, Jung, Bayview, and Leslie. And then north-east-west, you've got the 
Highway 7, 16th Ave, Carvel, Major Mac, Elgin Mills, and Bloomington. That's a lot of space that these re- these uh, regulations don't apply to, correct? Uh, that That's correct. There's also 19th and Stouffville Road as well. Those are regional roads. Um, okay. oh, yeah. But, but um, you are absolutely correct. So there's there are basically two bylaws governing uh, the road networks in Richmond Hill. Uh, so the municipal bylaw that we're the, the Richmond Hill uh, that we're responsible for, and then there's a regional bylaw for those regional roads, and they are also in the process of doing a bylaw review, and that will be occurring uh, during this uh, uh, the fall session here. Uh, they are looking at that. So for us getting off the ground first, it, it may have helped uh, to set uh, the stage that maybe they will perhaps align something similar. I, I really don't know. Um, but, uh, uh, well, I guess it'll be a, a wait and see. So right at the moment, if, if they don't make any changes to their bylaw, then absolutely the existing bylaw that they have for regional roads, which is uh, a maximum of two signs uh, per intersection. So it's not per corner. It's basically you can, as a candidate, you can have uh, two signs per intersection. And um, uh you're not supposed to have them anywhere along the boulevards in between the intersections. So it's, it's within a certain number of feet of the intersection you're allowed to put it. You're not allowed to put them within the daylight triangle, which is that area right at the very corner, because you don't want to be blocking the view of traffic. You know, Would you, if the, you wanted to complain about a sign being put in the wrong place, say along Bayview, do you contact Access Richmond Hill or do you need to contact the region? You, again, you could do both. Okay. Um, the region would probably happen quicker, but if you uh, if you did go to access Richmond Hill, they would direct it accordingly. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. It gets confusing. And there's also the issue that you know, the federal and provincial government can overrule municipal bylaws. So when there's a federal election, they don't have to follow these rules? You are correct. So if, um, if they have established their own set of rules that are inconsistent with what we have at the municipal level, then absolutely th- they would supersede. Uh, I think what you will typically find, uh, particularly with the federal elections, is that uh, they don't try and come up with something that will supersede the uh, the regulations of the municipality. So um, they do things at a very high level and then basically say to, to follow what the, uh, the particular jurisdiction is okay. when it comes to the sign. You can't put up a sign that was a weird size or you, you know, you, you've talked about not blocking views, but there are a lot of restrictions and i think you like there's a booklet like is it like 100 pages long don't think it would be 100 pages long but you uh, yes there are size restrictions and so if we just go back to our municipality um we're basically looking at the the smaller 
signs the um, for the municipality. With the exception, you can put up the two square foot signs uh, if you know, say for your campaign office, and those are those are the signs that would still be allowed, or what we currently see uh, for the regional roads. You'll see the larger two foot square signs. I'm sorry, I'm still in the imperial world here. I, I mm-hmm. I'm not uh, not good at at the. Uh, metric conversion here but so i i uh, couldn't put a huge sign in front of my house uh no you couldn't not uh not yes that you were correct you would not be allowed to unless you if unless you were running and that was your campaign office okay you could okay i'm not running so i will not have a large sign in front of my house okay also it's illegal to take down an election sign even if it's placed in front of your house, and you can't deface it or damage the election sign, correct? That was what the existing bylaw said before we uh, recently made that change. I specifically asked our commissioner that question uh, when, when this came up, and she assured me that if somebody puts up a sign now illegally, you know, in front of your property yes you could actually take it down okay and that includes the couple of feet boulevard in front of your house absolutely okay good i'm glad that in other words you you won't be crucified like you could have potentially been crucified in the past (laughs) okay are there other noteworthy things we should we should know about election signs well, that's a that last one that you just brought up. That's a that's a huge change because in the past um, you were really restricted. You had to even if you went to access Richmond Hill, they would say, "Well, have you contacted the campaign office? That's where you should start." You know that type of thing. So, you know, by the time you get through all this, and then you know when there was no teeth to to do anything because you know if you talked and they say oh yeah we'll we'll send somebody over there and three days later nobody still come and yet <clears throat> you know that you can be charged if you you know remove an election sign or or damage or whatever um you know then that was uh not fair to residents that you know don't want people to think that that's who they're supporting when they're not you know mm-hmm. yeah so. Okay, I will put in the podcast notes uh, the links to some of these <clears throat> documentation of uh, the sign bylaws. So <clears throat> I'm going to give everyone a little more reading to do. Has there been much pushback to these proposed changes? Um, you know, the fellow council members, and can you talk about what it will mean for candidates in the 2026 uh, municipal elections, or say if there's a by-election? Yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there was any pushback. There was some discussion about uh, uh, a couple of things. And one of them was, uh, let's say you have a corner property. Uh, so where I spoke earlier, we said that, you know, you're only allowed one sign per, per resident. Well, actually, that should be one sign per premise because you could have multiple premises on one property. So I don't want to say one property, but let's say you had a corner lot. You've got two road frontages. 
um, then the question became, well, if you've got two road frontages, shouldn't you be allowed to have two signs? So there was a lot of discussion in around that. Uh, but beyond that, no, there, I think uh, this council was pretty much on board with the, the changes. Okay. I am thinking there's going to be a lot less signs, uh, which means a lot less money spent, a lot less garbage. Am I correct? Yeah, I think uh, environmentally, this is a huge uh, win uh, to to do that. Um, I'm, I was somebody who, you know, after buying my signs for my first campaign, I did not buy signs again for the next campaign. I continued to use my signs. I saved them from the last one. I still have the signs again. I saved them again from the 22 election, um, not really knowing you know, how things were going to change. Uh, but absolutely, I'm certainly on board environmentally. I think that's a great idea. Um, and we'll have to wait and see what happens at the uh, regional level. Maybe uh, it could uh, improve even further. I don't mm -hmm. know. Okay. Okay, let's move on and talk a little bit about realtor open house signs. What are the changes that you put forth in that regard? Yeah, so I, I requested an amendment. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't want to get into the big, uh, or shouldn't say argument, but the big discussion around um, everything to do with the realtor signs. The main thing that I was looking at was that our um, our bylaw was most the most restrictive bylaw out of any municipality where. For an open house sign, the realtor was only allowed to have one sign uh, for their open house, and that would be on the actual property that they were listing. And if you're trying to sell your home, you know, that's that's kind of unfair to you. I mean, this is your your biggest asset that you're ever going to own in your life. And you're, you know, a lot of people, they... They might go in to buy uh, another home, but they had to go in firm. Otherwise, they weren't going to get that property. Well, then you want to make sure that you've got every opportunity to get your place sold so that you're not having to, to bridge loan or whatever, all those types of things. So, you know, I, I look at the realtor signs a little different than, say, you know, uh, Joe's Plumbing or a roofing company and things like that who want to put up signs to advertise their business. Um, that's different. They're advertising their business, but realtors are advertising for the resident. They're they're doing something for them. Uh, yes, do they get some advertising for themselves? Absolutely, they do. I'm not going to deny that. But there's a, a huge difference between you know uh, a, another business and the realtors, and to only be allowed for one sign, I just felt was completely inappropriate. So I asked for an amendment to allow them to put an additional four signs that would help direct people to the property that is up for open house. And that also came with some restrictions as well, that it had to include the actual dates of the open house. It had to include the address of the open house, and it had to include the hours of the open house. So those are the key main things. And the other restrictions would be that those signs, although you could put them up 24 hours in advance, they had to come down two hours after 
the open house that had uh, finished. So there, there's still a full wholesome review to be done on the uh, real estate open house signs, but uh, just to make it so that, you know, um, they could actually conduct business in a more appropriate way. You know, I wanted to make sure that we were no longer restricted to one sign. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that so well. But uh, you have talked about how things are complaint-based, and I'm assuming that it's the same for realtor open house signs as it is for election signs, correct? That's only complaint-based? Well, that's what I always thought. Uh, So the reason why this sort of came up to a head for me is that there was a blitz that was done uh, back in July where um, 225 signs were picked up in one day. You know, uh, you know, and I guess part of that it would be that the realtors were just defying the the one sign rule because they're saying this is nuts. You know, let let's you know. So it's like anything; people will rebel when they they feel that uh, you know something isn't right. You know, and so uh, I naturally got calls from <laughs> a few uh, realtors that. Uh, you know, said, you got to do something. This has got to change. This is crazy. And when you're talking a hundred dollar fine per sign, you know, and then you have a lot of uh, on top of that. And then this has nothing to do with, with our own bylaw. But if you have, if you have multiple names on that sign, which is common, you'll see a husband and wife team or something like that. You get issued two tickets, two $100 tickets, you know, but that's that's the way the act reads. That's not, you know, from the municipality themselves. We wouldn't have come up with a rule like that. That came from the legislated act. So, Woo. so it sounds like there were some busy bylaw officers. But I believe that there is an issue that there's a shortage of bylaw officers. Am I correct? So yes, there we have uh, one bylaw officer per ward, with the exception of Ward One. They have two bylaw officers. Now, there are other um, people within bylaw that uh, are are doing other functions within that uh, um, mechanism that that's out there. Um, but there's there's always changes that are occurring, trying to realign things, and I think we're also looking to uh, realign things moving forward so that we do get more people uh, involved in the, in bylaw. Because let's face it, we've we've moved a number of things uh, over the years that uh, uh, basically has added more work to bylaw. Uh, and an example would be that at one time we used to uh, trim the boulevards, uh, you know, the public portions of, uh, you know, that 33 feet from the center of the road. You know, if if the uh, if the landowner didn't cut it, then the city would cut it. Well, that that changed, and it became a bylaw in 2019 that the landowner is responsible for keeping the the grass and weeds down on the uh on those uh, public boulevards abutting their properties so you know we we took away a bit of a service from our public works people but we added a burden to you know the bylaw folks so 
yes, we when we do things like that, we got to make sure that uh, we're also managing our resources appropriately as well. So that's something that's also being looked at this fall. Right. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Scott? Oh, there'd be lots I could add, but you know, how much time do we have? <laughs> okay. We only should do a few more minutes, but uh, in terms of sign bylaws, uh, anything about signs? To... Um, I, I would certainly suggest that uh, if anybody has uh, comments, concerns that they would like to uh, to, to see, uh, you know, changes in terms of our current sign bylaws, um, then they should certainly you know, get involved, take a look at those. Like I say, the comprehensive review is is uh, is happening. And uh, yeah, add your input. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for encouraging people to get involved. It is important. So I do end this podcast by asking the same question to each podcast guest. Can you please name one thing you really like about this community? Limited to one. Mm-hmm. You'll have to come back on the podcast to say something on another one. Wow, um, you know, it's really become prevalent for me since I've taken office. But I always thought this beforehand, and and I don't want to, uh, you know, sound like I'm I'm you know uh, riding on the coattails of our, our 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 former mayor Dave Barrow, but really it it is about community the the things that i see happening in this community uh, yourself marge as as a huge uh, um a leader in our community to get things happening at the grassroots level it's phenomenal and like i say since i became a counselor i get to see a lot more of what people are actually doing out there and uh it's really good to see i i really I have to admit, I had no idea uh, how involved our community really is. The number of organizations that are out there that are doing wonderful things, um, you know, that really are doing the heavy lifting that, uh, you know, we just can't do as uh, as your, uh, you know, city municipality. We just... There's, there's a lot of things that uh, if it wasn't for the community doing those things, you know, it, it just, we wouldn't have the resources to be able to do that. So really, really great what we have here from the community field. Okay, well said. Though I will add, my, my interpretation is, I don't think our elected officials should be doing some of those things. I think it's the, the community ought to be doing what they're doing. And I'm glad you get to see it. And I'd like to, I hope you are patting them on the back and encouraging them and others to do even more. So that makes a good community. Mm -hmm. But thank you, Scott, uh, for taking the time to do this podcast. As always, it is a real pleasure talking with you. Always a pleasure, March, and anytime. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. 
Stay well, stay connected.